What up, what up, what up, sports heads, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. I am one of your hosts, Cowboy, fellas. What it do, KC? Lee 86 in the building. What's going on, sports heads? D Beach 1492. I have noticed that we have a kick up in uh, followers on uh, the sports the sports talk KC page. I just want to thank you guys for you know following the page and supporting us. So I we really do appreciate that. Yeah, I'm happy you uh, noticed that. Yeah, I sent out some some more invites. They're finally letting me send out to more people and. People are liking the page, so I definitely do appreciate that. that. Good point, Beats. Sports Talk KC page is up on Facebook. So, like I said, you want to tap in with us, feel free. Uh, but other than that, let's go ahead and dive into some sports talk. All right, man. Richard Sherman is in the news in a negative way, and it's kind of out of the character for him because, I mean, you, you don't really hear too much about him outside the football world. He is currently a free agent, and uh, – I guess he's having some issues within his family. I'm not going to really dive in because I don't really know what happened. But it's a video of him attacking his uh, father-in-law's door, (laughs) uh, trying to break through the door and screaming and uh, threatening to harm himself. Uh, It just kind of goes back to talking about Frank Clark last week. Uh, Football players and people that are in the public eye, celebrities, what have you, all have personal lives. You never know what's going on. in somebody's personal life. We're all human. We all go one day and we're all the same. So, I mean, whatever's going on with Richard Sherman, hopefully everything gets handled. But what are you guys' thoughts on the whole Richard Sherman? Um, Yeah, like you said, it's very unfortunate um, what Richard Sherman, you know, went through. I believe at one point had had after everything had transpired, um, they were holding him without bail. Um, they ultimately, the judge ultimately, you know, ordered to have him re- be released without, you know, uh, without any bail. So that was a good thing. But um, there is a um, there is a you know pretty much a handful of charges that um, Richard is going to be facing. You know, um, even though that he has been released from jail and everything, um, you know, it just kind of makes me wonder. Um, I don't know what you guys may think about this, but just a little question that I'm, you know, pose. Um, do you guys think this cat is probably suffering from CTE? Hmm. You don't hmm. really. I didn't That's even a good think point. That. that is a good point. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just I, I just wanted to kind of, you know, um, I just wanted to kind of pedal, pedal that topic, you know, because, um, you know, I was actually listening to it, um, you know, um, on the radio and they were talking about it. Um, you know, someone kind of brought up CT, but they really didn't dabble on it too much like that. And that's why, you know, when we were talking about, you know, that we're going to, you know, talk about Richard Sherman, you know, I I thought I would pose that question because, like you said, Cal, for this guy to not never, you know, um, have any baggage, sort of speak, um, by his name, um, like you said, um, it it was kind of unordinary to see Richard Sherman going through that and, you know, just seeing that video that was released of him, you know, um, you know, trying to gain entry forcibly into his father-in-law's, to his in-law's home, um, where his wife was at as well. Um, It it just kind of, it just kind of made me think like, man, is there a bigger picture to this? And the bigger picture is, is this cat suffering from CTE? I'll just kind of let you guys dabble in on that. I would just say uh, I haven't seen the video, but what from what you guys are uh, describing here, and just from seeing the movie Concussion, you know, before those guys, you know, ultimately took their lives and stuff, they were having outbursts and stuff like that. You know, hearing voices in their heads, or you know, uh, just having pain within their brain to where they couldn't stop the noise or whatever was going on with inside their head. So. 
like I said before, I don't have too much on it, but that's a good point you bring up because uh, he's never, you know, acted like this before. So, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with both of you on it, really. Uh, it could be. Uh, I mean, it's kind of sad that they can't really uh, diagnose it to that after you uh, die. But right. it's very uncommon of his character from what I see is him as a man, you know, football player. I've never heard anything about him outside of football. So this is, I mean, they said he was, he was drunk. Um, I don't know what happened at the family home that caused him to go there. And like, like I said, we don't know the whole ins and outs of the story, but CTE could be a factor in it because he is a football player. He took dished out some hits and took it. So that's a good point, Lee. I mean, yeah, it's just, you you know, the reason why, like I said, why I just kind of wanted to pull the covers off of, uh, off of that um, um, CTE, what I'm talking about, um, it's just because like some of the, some of the movements and some of the things that he was doing um, after he had left the home of his in-laws, um, he then, um, like you said, he was under the influence of, of vodka and Hennessy which his wife had um, had said to the 911 dispatcher that he was forcibly trying to get it was get his way out the gate. She cut off the gate, um, you know, had disabled the gate to keep him from leaving the 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 premises. But he somehow still got out. And while he, you know, while he got out, he somehow wrecked the car into a concrete barrier not too far away from the home and ditched the car uh ditched the car um that he was riding that he was driving and left it in a parking lot and it's just like dude like like it's like it's like it's a blockage or something within his brain to make him do these weird you know, weird movements. And like I said, he ditched the car and the, you know, the state troopers or whatever, the police found the car and ran the tags on it. And it came back to him. It's just like, whoa, like, you know, now when you see the video of him forcibly trying to enter into the home and wrecking his car and leaving it and <clears throat> thinking someone is not going to be able to, you know, you know, dot their I's and cross their T's and get back that that's his car. It's just kind of like, man, this is some CTE type shit effect to me, you know, because the dude was clearly doing things out of the ordinary. And it, yeah, you know, like I said, just speaking on Richard Sherman, I, I just wanted to kind of just, you know, pull the covers off that um, to our listeners, you know, listening to us this morning. Um, just keep an eye on that. You know, it may be some talks about about that CTE more, you know, regarding Richard Sherman. So I just I just felt I, you know, pulled the covers off that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a uh, good point. And like, could it be also that I don't know? I, I don't know. I mean, could it be that he is like I said, he currently is a free agent. Could it be like in his mind or whatever is causing him to drink heavily that maybe his career may possibly be over? And maybe that caused him to lash out? I mean, do y'all think that I, that'll play a role in it or I he's mean, not ready to hang him up yet? What? I mean, could be. I'm not going to say that. I mean, I'm not going to say that he was just thinking that he wouldn't be in the league again because we all know. Um, being football analysts and things of that nature, being um, being fans of this game, we all know that training camp is vastly, you know, approaching. Anything could happen. Um, I don't think that you know injuries could happen during training camp, or someone needs a good, reliable veteran at his respected position. Uh, I just don't know, Cal. Uh, I was kind of thinking that, too. Um, could he, you know, I just don't, I don't know if his career is over 
or whatever, you know, I was, I, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I don't think his career was in shambles, you know, before everything happened. I do think a team was going to try to take a flyer on him because look at, look at some guys that's still out there, you know, that has not got any traction, you know, Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, good reputable veterans, you know, that can still play this game at a high level and they have not been signed yet. So uh, I don't think it's nothing as far as that. I just think teams are kind of like, okay, we'll wait to get to training camp, you know, see, see if the injury bug, you know, turns his ugly head. But now with all of this, I really probably do think that he's probably done because someone's probably going to see, Hey, his mental capacity is not up to par. Should we take a flyer on this guy? That's what I'm trying to say. With all this recently coming out and he's having all these court proceedings that he's going to have to go through, I do think that he's turned down that road of possibly not stepping onto a football field again. Yeah. That's uh, it's unfortunate for uh, Richard Herman. Uh, hopefully uh, – something can get done to get him help and whatever's going on. Cause like I said, we don't know the ins and outs. We just report on what we hear. So we don't know, you know, prayers and um, hopefully uh, things can get better. Uh, but other than that, we can, I guess we can kind of stand within the football community. Last week we were talking about uh, Frank Clark and some of his trials and tribulations. Uh, Lee, kind of go ahead and dive into that on the information you heard about Frank. Uh, yeah, as far as Frank Clark, um, our, our DN for our Kansas City Chiefs, um, we do know that he, he has had these run-ins with with the law, um, specifically um, in L.A., where both incidents had took place, where um, he has been caught with um, with heavy with heavy artillery, so to speak, um, with firearms. Uh, but the, the latest development on Frank Clark uh, this past week, I believe it was Wednesday or Thursday, this past Wednesday or Thursday, um, he was um, ordered to appear in front of the judge in L.A. And pretty much um, this was stemming with the first incident where he was caught with the gun, not the latest one where he said, you know, uh, that the Uzi that was identified by the cops during this traffic stop actually belonged to one of his body camp. So just to kind of clear this up, sports kids, um, like I'm saying, um, this past week when he was in court, it was due to the first gun possession charge that he had back in March in LA. And, you know, just to kind of touch base, you know, kind of brush up on that, it's actually being delayed to October. Um, I don't know the the I don't know the actual setup of the schedule just yet, but I believe it's act is after like the sixth game of the season where we pl- come off um, a Sunday game against the Washington Football Team, where he next has to go to court, and that's like mid October. So and that's for the first one. As far as the second one, I think they said that you know they they have some plea deal in order. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, everything as far as regarding Frank Clark is delayed. As far as this first gun possession charge that happened back in March, but everything has been delayed to mid October. Um, will he still get suspended? A game, two games, three games, four games. We don't know, um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much it. What I have with Frank Clark is just like a wait and see thing. Let his legal, his legal representation do what they have to do, and just see where it stands. That's pretty much what I have uh, in regards to Frank Clark and his gun possession. Um, battles that he's going through right now. All right, so pretty much everything is still at a standstill. Uh, like I said, we don't know what the league is going to do or what the Chiefs are going to do thus far as Frank. So uh, we're still in the air. So we'll see what happens with Frank Clark. Thanks for that information, Lee. Uh, 
I guess we're going to go ahead and shift it on over to, because not too much else going on in the football. <coughs> so I guess we'll go ahead and shift it on to, uh, I guess, what happened at the uh, the Nationals game last night. Uh, it was reported that it was a shooting uh, outside in the parking lot where uh, I believe three was wounded. Uh, nobody died, but I guess I don't know what the hell was going on there. But, uh, Beat, you got a little information on it. It happened last night. Yeah, he, I mean, he pretty much said it as far as, uh, you know, there was a shooting outside of the stadium. Reported, I believe, said that on Center, They said it was inside, but the article I read said it was um, outside between vehicles outside. So, um, I don't know if they actually caught the guy because the article, I skimmed it, to be honest with you. I'm, I skimmed it. Um, but from what I skimmed, um, you know, uh, it didn't say that meant a cop perpetrator or the guy killed himself or anything of that nature. Um, so I don't know. Know that uh, uh, the Nationals and the Padres are resuming that game uh, today. It's a doubleheader, so they're get their uh, Sunday game, the other Sunday game that was scheduled for today, and as well. So. Uh, Pretty much have, and, and uh, you know, I mean, as far as like on social media, you can see the video of people running around because, whatever, and I guess the people that was closest to wherever that parking lot was start running out because I guess they thought apparently it was outside. Yeah, and and that's what I kind of wanted to touch bases on. Um, as far as um, in regards to this uh, shooting at the Washington Nationals uh, baseball park. Um, just looking at the video when it came on last night, breaking news on ESPN, how I was telling you guys about, um, you know, for the, for the video to show the, the fans in a frantic state um why they heard these gunshots, it leads me to believe, like I said, I haven't really delved into it. Um, like Beats has said, I haven't really delved in, delved into it just yet. Um, where I'm trying to go with Hello. this is that if it was in the inside, if it was in the inside of the park, my next question would be is you know, the security at these ballparks is supposed to be real tight knit. And my, my next question would be is how did he possess and get a firearm into a, into a, a, a highly guarded baseball, major league baseball stadium? Because how those fans were running, it, it, it made you think that the shooting was going on inside the park and I mean, because you, I mean, yeah, we all know it's a gun. You're going to hear that. But for those fans to be running and scattering like they were trying to get away from some gunfire going on, probably in one of the levers of the stadium or something like that on one of the outskirts, you know, where the concessions and stuff may be at, it just made me wonder, like, you know, that was my next question. Like, I'm, I, I, you know, like I said, I don't know too much of it. I'm glad that it didn't happen inside the stadium, but – that would be my next question if it did go on in the stadium. Like, how in the hell did this dude possess a firearm and get through a strong knit security presence at a major league baseball park? Um, it's unfortunate. Like you said, um, there were there were three to four injured, um, not not fatally wounded or nothing like that. So that's a good thing. That's a plus. But uh, yes, yeah, it's just an unfortunate situation for a shooting to to uh, to unfold inside of a of a baseball park with thousands of thousands of you know innocent bystanders. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a very uh, that was a very surprising um, story that we seen unfold last night with the shooting at the Washington Nationals ballpark. But I'm just glad no one was fatally you know. Some, you know, yeah, some people got hit or he did actually shoot some people, but no one was fatally took out. So that's a plus. But, uh, 
yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, did the shooting happen inside the stadium and then rolled out to the parking lot like they were saying, like it was gunfire between two cars? I just got to look into it. Yeah, and, and that, we'll just uh, – because it still is hot off the press. So as news uh, unfolds, uh, sports says, we'll dive back into it. Uh, but let's move it on along to uh, a little bit of NBA talk. I want to welcome a special guest, uh, Tiffany. Uh, welcome to the show, Tiffany. Are you there, Tim? Tim? Or does she got her mic on? I don't know. She's on. It's still. Yeah, sure. I know when she first, when the first popped up, she said hello. Maybe. Hello? Can y'all hear me? Okay, yeah, okay. All right, my bad, my bad. You heard it. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Can y'all still hear me? I just put my headphones on. Yeah, we can hear you. All right. Yeah. yeah thank y'all for having me. I, I've been wanting to be on the show for a long time, so I'm excited to be here. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell the sports heads a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I'm Tiffany. Uh, I uh, also have a, a podcast that uh, comes on every week. It used to come on every Tuesday, but now I've just been, you know, doing it every week. It's just what day ever I pick. I just... Uh, broadcast on that day, but it does air every week. Um, it's just a, a like a, a current event show. It's called Tiffany's Weekly Report. Are you there? I guess we're having a little bit of t- technical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Get, oh, yeah. get your act um, together on the show, buddy. I'm going to take these headphones off, but yeah. Yeah, just a, a fan of sports, just like my brother, a uh, longtime friend of uh, Lee, uh, of Lee, uh, Lee, a new friend of D Beats, and uh, like I love these guys, so I'm I'm just excited to be here. All right, well, thank you, thank you. We just wanted to bring you in on a little, little bit of playoff talk. Go ahead, Lee. No, I was just saying it's a pleasure to have it's it's a pleasure to have you on today, Suits. It's a pleasure to have you on. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tip, yeah. you in a little bit of basketball talk. <laughs> Tiffany, uh, she was a somewhat of a ball player growing up. She was a basketball player, and she's yes, a fan she of the is. game. So we just wanted to have her on to talk a little basketball. As you know, the Bucks and the Suns played last night. The Bucks uh, ran off with a victory against the Suns to make it a three-two series. Uh, so let me give you some of the. Uh, uh, I don't want to slay Giannis. He's saying he was going to slay Giannis. Giannis had. Uh, he had 32 points of 41 minutes. Uh, Chris Middleton had 29 points, 44 minutes uh, to win over the Suns and Devin Booker. And uh, Devin Booker had 40 and Chris Paul had 21 points. But they did fall short, so now it's a 3-2 series. So, Tiffany, what are some of your thoughts on basketball on the playoffs finals right now? Are you there, too? I don't know what's going on on her end, sports says. I'm sorry about this. Yeah, I can hear you now, Tiffany. All right, my bad. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but to answer your question, my only thought of the game, like, you know, it was a, it was a good game. It was a close game. Uh, everybody was, you know, hooping. Giannis was hooping like, you know, like a superhero. But my only <laughs> argument <laughs> – Cause I'm going for I'm going for the Phoenix Suns. I want to see uh, Chris Paul get a ring, and you know, it was, I think it was like nine seconds left in the fourth quarter. Booker gets the ball, and he wants to like, you know, do it himself. I feel he goes into a sea of white shirts, and you know, causes turnover. And I think that's what. Yeah, she cut out. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that um, just I think Devin Booker could have did a better job, and it showed his like immaturity as a uh, as a player. You know what I'm saying? Because he 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 should have kicked it out, and I think that that would have you know made them win the game or came closer to winning the game than they did. I just think that that messed him up when he didn't pass it. Yeah, and 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 Tiff, you Tiff, you make a real good point. 
because just last night, um, as this game, as game five concluded itself, that's what I was telling Cal and Beats. Mm-hmm. Like, you've noticed these last three games. And see, I, I, I'm going to just start here. It, it, it's very disheartening. Milwaukee has basically took the backbone out of Phoenix. I'm going for Phoenix and, and, and Monty Williams as well. I want to see Chris Paul, Devin Book, and their head coach, Monty Williams, uh, you know, uh, get, get this championship. Aiden, you know, so I'm going for Phoenix as well. But you make such a good point, sis, when you say the turnover by Book in that critical juncture. I just told Beats last night, these last three games, you have not seen this all season long from Chris Paul and Devin Booker. These guys know how to handle the rock mm-hmm. and are very good at it. But these last three games, these boys have been very butterfingerish. <laughs> okay. I mean, they they are giving up. They are letting Drew Holiday rip them when they're going up to make an aggressive move towards the basket. It's just like... What are y'all doing? They have been very careless with the rock these last three games. Yes, Devin Brooklyn. I hope that is people say, wow, you know, it's I'm pretty sure everyone's watching. It's shocked that how careless Chris Paul and Devin Booker has been in late junctures of these critical games. And I agree with you, like I said, sis, I agree with you. Their carelessness of the rock. Do you think it's nerves? It has cost them these last three games. And it's very disheartening that you're up 2-0 and you drop these last three. You're on the brink of elimination, going back to Milwaukee where they are a vigilant 12-1 or 11-1. They do not lose at home. They are very good at home. Is is it? I'm gonna just sum it up like this: the, the carelessness with the rock from Chris Paul and Devin Booker has been magnified. Now that you're down three two, um, I know a lot of people have said, you know, the first two games, Milwaukee is one of the dumbest teams in the finals. They don't know how to be here. Don't know how to coach to be here. These boys, Milwaukee, these last three games have did exactly what we were saying that that they should be doing. They should be isolating Giannis and letting Giannis get to the rack, run that offense through Giannis, and then let Middleton and Holiday follow behind that short and sweet. That's what Milwaukee has been doing these last three games. Like you said, sis, Giannis has been just balling, like like you said, like a superhero mm-hmm. out of the blue. And what Phoenix has not been doing, the, the, the another key thing that we keep it that we look at in this series, Milwaukee has three three people that can get you at any time on any possession down the court. Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday, they're getting theirs and they're doing what they're supposed to do. They're putting up double digits. Phoenix does not have that. If Aiton isn't doing what he's supposed to do, or or one of the that that wingman, I forget that guy that be hitting them key threes for Phoenix. If he's not doing what he's supposed to do, along with Booker and Chris Paul, they don't have anything. What I'm trying to say is that I think Milwaukee has a little bit more firepower at this point than Phoenix, and I hate to say that, but you guys can chime in. Uh, pretty much what I was going to say, uh, as far as the Suns, like I was alluding to on the uh, prior show, uh, it goes down to experience, and Milwaukee has more playoff experience than the Suns at this point. Chris Paul has been there, but this is the first time that Devin Booker and company has been in the flames like this. And then for them to be in the finals for the first time out of making the playoffs in so much so long, I just think it's like Tiffany was kind of saying, the nerves – and experience. Uh, that game prior to this one from last night, they got Aiton in foul trouble. And like I was saying on the other show, if you take away Aiton and use your height, which they have been doing, they're going to win the series. 
Yeah. The Bucks are doing exactly what they're supposed to do right now, and the Suns don't have enough. Like you said, you take away Booker, Paul, Crowder, when he decides to show up, Aiton, when he decides to play physical because he was playing weak last night, then the Bucks are going away with him. With them going back home with the momentum, it's, it's scary for the Suns right now. And I think if the Suns happen to somehow win it, right, I think that you know the the Bucks will have another chance at it. I don't I don't see Phoenix having another chance at the playoffs. Not not like that. I just think this is their their moment. And if they don't seize their moment, then they might not get another one. Bucks will, but I don't see Phoenix having a, another moment like this at all. Yeah, that's a good point. And being that Chris Paul will be a free agent at the end of the season. So yeah, I think he need to he need to really try to capitalize on that. Like they need to get it together, whatever's going on, because they came out strong. In the first two games, they came out strong. It's just you know, I don't know, I don't know what's getting to them. But you know they gonna have to do better because like I want to see dude get a ring. I, I think you know he, he deserves it. He's thirty six. You know he's getting older, and you know it, it, it's the irony of it to come that close and don't get it. I would feel so so discouraged and and, and bad if I if I was in his shoes and didn't get the yeah. damn. It- yeah, and, and and that's what I was saying. That I would hate for Chris Paul to get to this point. I mean, because that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be the narrative for Ooh. all these NBA analysts and critics and analysts or whatever you want to call them. The narrative: Phoenix was up 2-0 in these NBA finals, running away with these finals, looking good. Shit, I'm, excuse my language. You go back to last night, game five last night. These boys had an 18 point lead, had an 18 point lead, and somehow let that lead fizzle away, fizzle away, and let Milwaukee get going. So it's just like, wow, I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing at this point. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I'm assuming game six is what, uh, tomorrow or Tuesday? It's probably going to be Tuesday because I, I know they've been going like every other day. Yeah. Yeah, every other day. But yeah, like you said, so uh, y'all game be- six at, is, it at, is it at the Sun? Uh, I mean, at the, yeah, sun, at the Sun's court or at uh, bu- the Bucks court? I think the Bucks go back home. Yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. Tuesday. Um, that could be back I don't, I'm, I'm going to make this prediction. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. You think Milwaukee's going? It, this is going to go seven. This is going to go okay. seven. Okay. I mean, last night showed me Phoenix was hot. I mean, it's hard to say. They started out strong last night. I thought they had the Milwaukee Bucks on the ropes with this 18-point lead that they had in the first quarter, but I knew it was still early. But I'm, I'm going to say it. I I think this is going to go seven. I think somehow Phoenix is going to I, – I think Phoenix is going to somehow take the mojo back, take the Bulls by the floor, and somehow go into in a hostile environment like Milwaukee had to do. And I just think that would be enough to get them over the top. If they can get back home for game seven – I do think I I do think Phoenix will. I just had I, I don't know man. I just had that faith in them, and that's Cal made a good point too. I know we've been you know still on NBA talk, but Cal makes a good point about Crowder. That's the thing that is being very magnified on top of Booker and Chris Paul being careless with the ball. Crowder is being non-existent these last four games. Let's just put that out there. Where Crowder has went, where he is vacated to. I don't know. I don't know what's happened. He's he's showing me when he's out there, he's not trying to eat at all. I don't know where his head is at. It seems like only one's trying to eat is Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Exactly. Where Crowder, where Crowder is, what beach he's on or what yacht he's on right now, I don't know. But he's clearly not. In the he's his mind is clearly not in these NBA finals right now. I'm glad Cal brought that up. Crowder has been very non existent, and that's very magnified as well. 
It just don't yeah. come down to who wants it more, I think. Like, but you know. Yeah, like I'm saying, it's going to be one of them tell them uh, coin flippers on who's going to actually want it. Like you said, it's going to go down who wants it enough. But uh, it's going to go seven. Suns will not lose uh, this next game. Hope you're right. I hope they don't. <laughs> I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, I hope like, for y'all to be up 2-0, I, 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 just, I just hate for Chris – Something like that, man. You blew a 2-0 lead in the finals. Y'all were doing everything y'all had to do. I, I don't know. Monty Williams may have to start starting the game out, kind of letting the, you know, kind of taking advantage, trying to let the offense go through eight. I don't I, I don't know that Monty's gonna have to do something different as well. But he had a good game plan last night. That's what's disheartening. The game plan in the sense that that Phoenix and Phoenix was doing last night had them looking, had them looking flawless. So I'm I don't it, it's, it's hard to explain. I did I just did not expect them to lose that game last night. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall see, Sportshead, what transpires in this finals. Uh, I just want to thank you, Tiff, for uh, showing up to the show and uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. <laughs> Well, thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just want to thank you. And uh, you know, shout out your uh, podcast one more time, and we'll meet with you later. Uh, yeah, y'all make sure y'all check out Tiffany's weekly reports. Uh, we uh, discuss current events. You guys uh, will enjoy listening in. And I just want to thank uh, Sports Talk for having me once again. Uh, you know, really appreciate you guys. All right, man. Thank. Pleasure right. for having me on today, sis. Pleasure for having. Me. Hey, no mm-hmm. problem. Y'all be cool. You too. You as well. All right, sports heads. Um, well, that kind of concludes topics. Uh, we wanted to talk about Space Jam, but we'll talk about that on the next pod. Just give our dis and dislikes, uh, or if we liked it or not. But uh, other than that, uh, fellas, y'all got anything else you want to touch bases on? Mm, nah, uh, nah, huh? not. Nah. Go ahead, yeah, B. Little, huh? Yeah, it's a little bit of a short one this week. Sports heads. Uh, oh, nothing. But, I said, I, I said, go ahead. I thought, I thought you were uh, about to say something. Nah, I, I was just gonna say, shit. I th- back on or the finals. I, I, I think, think just uh, Milwaukee wants it more. I, I, I don't know. Phoenix playing soft to me. So. Yeah, and like I said, it, it goes down. It goes back to the experience factor. I mean, this they've been in the playoffs for the last four years. Yeah. This is Phoenix' first go. So I, I think it boils down to that, man. I mean, experience. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just so. It, it's just so mind-boggling to know that. These last three games that it, it, it's just it's just really shocking. It just shows you every year that these finals come around, or if it's the Super Bowl or the World Series, something is going to happen along the series, whether it's a game or two games. When it comes to these championship deciding moments, there's always going to be something to give, you know, people like ourselves to talk about. Like, well, how did this happen or this occurred during these championship moments? It never fails. And during this particular championship moment with these NBA finals between Milwaukee and Phoenix, the glaring thing has been what in the what in the in God's name is going on with Chris Paul and Devin Booker in these critical junctures of the game because Tiff hit it right on the head, like I told her. With D-Book going into a, a, a sea of white shirts, trying to eat on his own last night and coughs up that rock and Drew Holiday goes down and hits Giannis on the beautiful, on the beautiful alley to go up three. I mean, it, it was too much to overcome. I mean, I just, 
I feel if Devin Booker does not, if he if they run their set properly, they score on that possession and they go up one or two. If it's a three that they hit, whatever. But yeah, I I, I just can't get over that, man. I just can't believe that two sure handle two sure handed guys. It's really like I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this comparison. Then we can move it on along. How Devin Booker and Chris Paul has done is really like what Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers would do in the fourth quarter where they would throw a costly interception or fumble a snap as they're going on a game-winning drive. That's what you compare that to because that's how that's how those two are respected at their positions and how they're how they able to how they able to you know do their thing. It's like the Patrick Mahomes and an Aaron Rodgers. What is going on with these guys? And that's how I compare it. That's been that's been the that's been the the difference so far in this series. As far and and, as, and with so the coach for Milwaukee. Go ahead. No, I was going. Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game could have ran it in, but he decided to throw it, and they had to go for it on. We just compare those kind of moments like, damn, AR, what are you doing? You know, and that's what I'm saying. Book, CP, what are y'all doing in these critical moments? Like I said, if Pat does something like that, you know, throw throws to a covered receiver and misses somebody wide open, Pat, what are you doing? And you have to – the reason why I use those two – you know, is you know because that's how they are at their at their respective position. They are they are the best. You know, when it comes to ball handling, at their respective position, two of the best. So you can't knock that or argue that. It's just like I said with these guys with the Rock or Phoenix and Crowder being on whatever island he's on right now, and Aiton choosing to play dominant on nights he wants to play on, along with the coach from Milwaukee adjusting and making that offense run through his bigs, it's, there you go. That's the difference maker right there. All right. So what So what can Phoenix do? That's, 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 that's why I've been quiet. <laughs> okay. This is what Phoenix is going to have to do because they had a very good game plan last night. They were up 18, 20 points. You can't you you, you can't sneeze or sh- or shrug away at that. Okay? They had a very good game plan last night. And if you notice, it was ball movement like 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 we talked about last night, Beats. The ball movement, the 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 the, the different type of sets that they're running, you know, they're going to have to. They're going to have to tire Milwaukee out, and that happens with ball movement. They did a damn good job of it in the first two games. Did a little bit of it last night. It's going to have to be ball movement. You're going to have to get Giannis out. You're going to have to get Giannis out above, out beyond that free throw line. Beat him. Hopefully, you can beat him on a on, on a dribble on a dribble drive. Because once you beat Giannis, if you get Giannis up, if you get him out that paint, how they did a very good job of a lot in this series, you get Giannis out that paint, and and D Book or Chris Paul is able to beat him on that dribble drive. There is no defense after Giannis whatsoever. It, it'll be an easy layup. You will have help coming from the wings. They have to get to ball movement and just playing good, good care. You, it has to be carefree basketball. What I mean, have good drives. Don't do these turnovers. And like you said, beats move the damn ball around. Quit trying to shoot out early in the shot clock. You're gonna have to tire Milwaukee out. Yeah. Uh, Which. I mean, the the, the Suns just gonna have to get back to playing Suns basketball. Uh, spacing the floor, role players are gonna have to step up, hit those threes when uh or when they are given. Uh, Chris Paul is gonna have to be a better facilitator and holding on to the ball. Uh, 
they just gonna have to get back to some of basketball. That's 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 all it is to it. I mean, that's what got you there. You know, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Aiton, uh, doing what they do in the role players. They bench. I mean, that's what it's been all the playoffs for them. And the role players are not helping them. Uh, so I mean, that's the only thing way I can see them possibly getting past or winning another game against Milwaukee. But Milwaukee is doing everything that I said that they needed to do in that other podcast. They're utilizing their bigs. Chris Middleton stepped up. I mean, Bucks is on fire right now, so I don't know if the Suns got enough to stop it. <laughs> I'm going to just say this. I know I know we've been harping on our NBA finals because we don't have much. And, I mean, that's the talk. That's the talk of, you know, everything in this country, the NBA finals. I'm going to say this. I'm Monty Williams, and I'm the Phoenix Suns. Chris Middleton, you're not going to be able to shoot that ball. We're going to harass you. We're going to double down on you in certain – because if you look at it like this, if Middleton is not able to get those points, Drew Holiday is that's, – yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's, that's the difference right there. Middleton, they, they Middleton has been slicing and dicing and just chefing with Phoenix. He's been a, an assassin. If I'm Phoenix in this game six – Middleton, you're not going to beat me. It's going to have to be Drew Holiday. You're going to have to put up 45, 50. You're going to have to be the facilitator all night. You ain't going to be able to hot dog it all. You ain't going to be able to hot dog around with it, with you and Middleton. It's either you're going to do it. If I'm Monty Williams, it ain't going to be no if if Middleton's going to do it or not. Middleton's not going to do it. Drew Holiday, you do it all night long. And let's see where you at. Because if Middleton ain't getting off, best believe Milwaukee is not beating Phoenix. Period. Point blank. Phoenix needs to put the clamps down on Middleton because Giannis and Drew Holiday is not going to be enough. Why they haven't seen that? Why they have not seen that through six games of the NBA Finals? It blows my mind. The first two games, they they did it. Middleton, you're, you ain't going to be able to get that little – you ain't going to be able to get that little ISO shit off here, here and there, up and down the court. We're going to take you all the way out the game. What you got, uh, Holiday and Giannis? First two games, they did that beautifully. These last three games, I don't know I, I don't know what the heck they doing, thinking Middleton ain't, a, ain't an assassin and ain't going to shoot you down. <laughs> I don't know what they thinking. Right. Middleton been showing his worth these last few games, man. So, And when he scores 20 uh, – Plus uh, points. I mean, they're pretty much unstoppable. So unstoppable, unstoppable. That's why it has to be. Nah, Middleton. I'm taking them. I'm slicing that twenty down to fourteen or twenty. You 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 gonna have to do you gonna have to do a lot to get twenty. What you got, Drew Holiday and Giannis? Beat beat us like teams trying to take away Kelsey and Tyreek Hill when it comes to our Chiefs. What you got, D. Rob? What you got, McCole Hartman? What you got? We gonna take away Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. What you guys got on the outside? Phoenix has to think the same way. Giannis, Middleton, or, or Giannis and Drew beat me. Middleton, you ain't doing shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, I definitely yeah. can't wait to this uh, next game. Game six will be Tuesday. Sportsheads, uh, fasten your seatbelts because we in full ride. Will the uh, Milwaukee Bucks be victorious, close it out, or will the Suns bounce back from losing two straight games? We sell these sportsheads. Three uh, straight games. Yeah, three straight. I'm sorry, fellas. Three, three straight, uh, straight games. Sportsheads. Uh, but with that being said, uh, that does conclude another episode of Sports Talk KC. Like B said earlier, thanks for the love on the Sports Talk KC page. It is up and active. Feel free to interact with us. If you're checking for me, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Calvia Beats. I am on all social media platforms at the handle DBeats1492. Um, we do appreciate, like, I don't know if I can say talk. Uh, like at the beginning, at the top of the show, you know, we appreciate the support. Um, your preferred uh, streaming platforms as far as podcasts, Lee, if they checking for you, where can they find? 
social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram, and also that Sports Talk KC page, Lee86, Radham Jones. You know, um, like the fellas were saying, not trying to harp on it, but, um, yeah, that's big. You know, um, you guys going and actually, you know, tuning in with the Sports Talk KC page, like, share, subscribe, as well as, as we always say. Um, and I always say it every episode, you know, we appreciate, you know, the follows, the listens, you know, the uh, uh, pointers that you guys give us constantly, you know, for the Sports Talk KC page. Just appreciate all the love, you know, and um, you know, just keep on bringing it, man. You know, football season is vastly, you know, vastly approaching. So we're all excited about that. Um, it's nothing but love, man. Thank you guys for listening, liking, sharing, subscribing, you know, talking about us at the barbershop, whatever you may do. You know, we appreciate it. It's all love. All right. We up out of here, sports heads. Yo. Peace. Peace.